Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, January 12th, LA Galaxy, now almost a full week into their preseason they have the first media availability coming up on friday i'm planning on being there our co-host is planning on being there we'll see if that all works out that way we can bring you up some information the la galaxy and mls rolling out the red carpet for apple tv mls media day was going on we have a lot of information about apple tv and where that's going to take us how we're going to look at all these different things so that's coming up we have some rumors that we're going to get through there as well possible change to the playoff format intra-league transfers we'll explain that as well and maybe some more stuff as well all right so got a lot to get to a lot of things to talk about to help me do that we're very glad that she is back here with us once again it's sophie the canon nicolaus so how are you doing you hanging in there yes hello everyone there we go happy new year is it too late is it too late to wish people a happy new year? It's only 12 days. Like, we haven't seen each other. I would have said happy new year to you in person. And we said happy new year as soon as we saw you. It's, it's happy new year. It's still there. We're glad. How are you doing? It's, it's good to be back at Corner of the Galaxy Central. Uh, massive show tonight. And uh, thanks for having me. And good evening to all of the Galaxians in chat. Hello. Yeah. It seems, a, it seems a little frisky today. Uh, I would say that, um, you know, I know a lot of people are, are, are looking at the status of Chris Klein. I'm, I'm going to say we're going tomorrow to talk to Greg Vanny. So if nothing else, you'll have hopefully some answers tomorrow. Although Greg Vanny could literally be like, no, I'm not talking about it. And then you were like, OK, then we're <laughs> at the same place we are. So Friday could be your day of deliverance here. Um, if, if, if that's what you're looking for to sort of figure that out. So we'll keep an eye on that. As we go it along. It is Friday the 13th, mate. Oh, it is Friday the 13th. That's, you know what? That's okay. That's okay. I, I feel like 13 is a lucky number for the LA Galaxy. All right. And, and with, with, uh, with Kobe Jones having the number 13, I feel mm-hmm. like that is a lucky number. Now they didn't win an MLS cup in 2013, but they, they, it was one of the ones that like we thought maybe they had a chance. It was just a reloading year for 2014 after 2012 and 2011. So, but I feel like the Galaxy could be, could be lucky. Have you seen... Do you feel like there's positive momentum in Galaxy Land or is there negative momentum? Is it is it is it just even keel? Is there neither positive nor negative? I think 
Galaxy fans will be raring to go and ready for this. There's only one negative, which I'm not going to talk about. Everything else I think they're excited about. There's right. club, getting back, you know, um, the Rose Bowl game, kicking off in that way, occasions. Star Wars night is back. We've, you know, we got that news uh, yeah. um, a few weeks ago. So, yeah, I mean, I think fans will be excited that the season is about to kick off here in about four weeks. Yeah, it, it feels it four that way. Four weeks or th- Five weeks. Would would you like to know the exact days? I have to go to my Good. my favorite calendar where I do countdown stuff on. So the LA Galaxy have 15 days till their first preseason game. That's on January 27th. Okay, and then it's just 44 days until the Rose Bowl game, the first game of the season, February 25th. So just 44 days uh, remaining for the LA Galaxy to get into ship shape. Uh, the rain, I think, probably although Jonathan Bond looked more than at home in some of the training videos we saw uh, <laughs> with with the weather and. It being wet, um, I don't think he's he's a hundred percent a Cali boy yet. Um, although I'm sure he was like, you know, it's a little bit cold. I think I like the sun better. Um, I've been loving it. I was watching some videos of them doing some of their training work and stuff like that. They usually the first couple days are about physicals, and then it's about like doing all the fitness testing. So that way, there's like a baseline of where everybody came back at camp and where you're at. And mm-hmm. Jonathan Bond apparently was was setting some records on some things and did like 60 push-ups in the amount of time. Like you're supposed to do as many push-ups, I think, as you can until you can't like do them. But you have to do them really fast. It's not a slow push-up thing. Yeah, yeah. And he did 60. And I watched some of the Galaxy players do 30. And so Jonathan Bond, they were like, wow, this guy's crazy. And I guess chin-ups on the chin-up machine as well. He did like 16 and everybody else had like eight. So the LA Galaxy's goalkeeper, Jonathan Bond, coming in, wow. to, he's he's he he got engaged, right? I think that happened over the offseason. He did. Yes. Yeah, he did. He got engaged. Um, he went on a couple of very swanky vacations too. I mean, you know, why not? Why not? He should be enjoying himself. Did anyone come back carrying extra poundage? <laughs> I, you know, I didn't see any. <laughs> I did for sure. This offseason has not been kind to my waistline. Uh, my my main activity now is sitting on a, a a glorified lawnmower and going around in circles. So I doubt I would get a lot of physical activity out of that. But yes, uh, I'm the only uh, one. Not I think getting that, any physical activity on the train. I'm tr- huh? I'm trying. You know, we have to move things and they're heavy and we push <laughs> and we do. But it's like short periods of time. It's mostly just sitting. So, uh, but yeah, I I didn't notice any. I think everybody looked pretty good. I saw Raheem Edwards in there. Uh, Gaston Brugman came back with some frosted tips. It looked, not even frosted tips. His whole hair is like platinum blonde right now. Yeah. So he's got that going on. I don't like Julian's pink. You don't like Julian's pink? No, nah, I'm not into the pink. He he got very into the pink for breast cancer awareness, if we, if we remember. That was why yeah, he originally I mean, t- told pink. But reason. that's a long time now to still have the pink hair and and still refer it to that. So who knows? I mean, he'll probably change it up for the start of the se- start of the season, right? Julian's yeah, sort of that yeah, guy. Yeah, he will. Julian's that guy. G- uh, Javier Hernandez was making fun of Gaston Brugman's hair, however, and I did appreciate that. I mean, <laughs> you have to imagine anything time you do anything in a locker room environment, Sophie, you're going to get crap for it. I oh, mean, yeah. That's part I mean, of being in dodgy. the locker room. Yeah. It looks dodgy, let's be honest. <laughs> it really does look dodgy. Oh, I, so I, I, I'm, I'm I think, he's, I think that's sexy. I am I am ready for that platinum blonde <laughs> Gaston Brugman, whatever that is. He's he's doing good. Uh, I have not seen Efrain Alvarez. Everybody's asking about the uh, the extra poundage, and uh, that's just me. Oh. Be nice. Be nice, everybody. Um, no, everybody it's looks like every, everybody looks like they are they are back. They they seem happy. It's it's always funny to think as well. Like you see these guys hugging each other whenever they're at the like training center, right? They probably haven't. They, it's not like they hang out in the offseason all that much. I'm sure some no. guys do, but some guys are from different countries. They went home. 
they're hanging out, they're doing their thing, yeah. and then they come back and they're like, oh, I haven't seen you forever. It's good to see you. And they get hugs. I mean, that's... Well, it's like the media. I mean, we haven't seen... We don't... It's not like we arrange dinner or go out. We see each other at the games. That's, you know, that's what we do. Right. So... Yeah, we yeah. get sick of each other just by doing it that way, right? <laughs> just going to, to however many games, 17 games, 20 games. Uh, Sophie and I were talking before we started the podcast, just the glut of games that is coming here for the LA Galaxy this year with with Open Cup with <laughs> by the way, it looks like perhaps there's some changes to the Open Cup seeding charts, which means that the Galaxy will actually jump into the third round instead of be see- being seeded into the round of 32, which means that they're going to have to play an extra game in Open Cup. Basically, um, it, it it sort of Wait, is that because of I thought last year. What round were we kicked out? We yeah, kicked yeah, yeah. Well, they, they yeah. lost. They <laughs> lost to uh, to oh, um, who was it? It was uh, Sacramento Republic. They lost to Sacramento, Sacramento Republic. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter what you did in Open Cup. It matters where you finished in league standing. So, like the top six teams or the top three teams out of each side or something like that would get uh, you know a buy into that round of thirty two. And instead, it looks like the Galaxy are going to drop down into that third round, which is a, a, the round before the round of thirty two. So they're going to have to play a game where if the seating had stayed the same as the last time, they would be bumped into the thirty two. They miss one of those games, which would have been nice, I think. Uh, just getting a, a buy until it's sort of the next round of things. So mm, is this going to be <clears> the year where they you know would you because in like the league cup in england and the fa cup in the early rounds the the teams you know they get kids and the reserve teams and stuff like that is that going to be something do you think that has to be sacrificed in order to kind of go for the jugular this year or not really i mean i think the galaxy are going to struggle to keep pace in a, in a lot of these other tournaments i think their focus is mm. going to be mls play if you look at leagues cup i think it's going to be a tournament I don't know yet if the Galaxy should focus on that or not. The, the thing is, everything sort of stops during that time, right? So it's not, you, you know, yes, you'll play extra games if you're good, but the good teams probably can afford to play the extra games in that month-long tournament that's sort of being played. So I don't know. It's going to be a very interesting strategy-wise, something we'll have mm-hmm. to talk about Greg Vanny with because this is not something anybody has really been through before. So mm-hmm. having all these games, basically playing a tournament in the middle of the season... It's going to be a lot of games. It's a yeah. lot of games. And if you're looking at teams with depth and and those types of things. So you asked, you know, is it a time for the kids to be? Yeah, the kids are going to get to play. I think an Open Cup, I think Leagues Cup somewhat too. I mean, there's going to be chances. So some of the younger names, you know, the Adam Saldanas, the Carlos Harveys, the Jalen Neals, the Marcus Fercranis, uh, you know, uh, let's see who has, who else can I think of off the top of my head? But the younger, the, that younger core of kids I think is going to have a bigger outsized role this year just because the Galaxy are going to have to rely on that depth. Yeah, they really want to push the League's Cup, don't they? It's, it's, yeah. Do you think or no? Don't, don't, oh, oh, yeah. It feels like something that is like the monetization on that one, I feel like is kind of here. And the Open Cup is like this darling, it's like the FA Cup, it's just been around for a gazillion years. I'm sure it gets the respect it deserves. Right. You know, I, um, I, I think the League's Cup will far will be way more popular than the CONCACAF Champions League, I think by far, mm-hmm. just because of the fact that you're having the two major leagues in North America play against each other with League MX. And yeah. that's going to draw so many eyeballs. Um, yep. And those, and I think those leagues are, are a lot closer than they've ever really been, right? We saw Seattle win the CONCACAF Champions League over Mexican teams, right? So it's it's sort of that. So we're, we're at the at the birth, the, the, the beginning of all of this. And whenever that happens, that could be, um, that could be a really big deal. Right. So eventually I think it it could be like one of the tournaments that everybody looks at. I just don't know. 
I don't know, understand the format. Yeah, I mean, I understand the format, group stages, and then, you know, knockout rounds and that type of thing. Makes sense to me there. It's just, I, <laughs> I don't know how that fits into a, to a season yet and, and whether or it's, not it's distracting. Yeah, it's, uh, obviously you got the Champions League and a little bit like Europe, you know, now the club world, the club uh, cup thing that they want to expand and is now divisional as well more games. It, it feels like that is where the move is going. And, uh, I don't, I mean, it's more for, it's more for fans. You're also asking a lot more from, from fans, right. To pay and go to games. Um, it's already not cheap going to games and stuff like that. So we'll see how it all shakes out, but yeah, um, I can't wait for it all to kick off really. I, I was going to say, I was just talking to my wife and I was sort of saying, you know, like, uh, I, this is the time of year where I'm always like, Hey, um, you know, you know, do I feel excited about this net? And then I was, I told her, I go, you know, I get to watch live soccer here pretty soon. And that always gets me excited about things. So I'm like, just just getting there and and probably going to training tomorrow. Um, very well could do that as well. So let's get to a little bit of news and start talking about the LA galaxy and, and, and some of the things that are going on. We'll start with the Apple TV deal just because this was the big announcement this week for MLS. This is sort of where everything is, is leading as we're, as we're going, that this Apple TV deal and the league pass and everything that comes about it is a really big deal. It's a huge production challenge. And I think we've been telling you that on the on the podcast so far is that, you know, a lot of ways. And I've been talking to some people who, who know and who are involved in a whole bunch of things. Uh, you know, everybody's sort of saying, can we get this done in the amount of time? I said 44 days. They basically have to have this full production set up and ready to go in 44 days. They just announced some of that talent. Over the weekend, I don't think it was people are going to say they're, they're surprised by by some of this. I don't think I'm surprised by any of these. Really, whenever you look at it, uh, the big deal was Taylor Twelman leaving ESPN, which, of course, he was probably going to. Um, and um, I think that uh, I, I think that 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 made sense to me anyway. Well, they've got no football, have they? They've you know, Fox of the next two major tournaments and they don't have MLS anymore. You know, I was going to say I was going to say that was sort of the interesting thing because they do have like La Liga, right? And and so they were sort of like they were prepared to have that and then Messi leaves and, you know, then you don't have that anymore. So they've mm-hmm. sort of been falling off in terms of soccer. Somebody said it this way, I think on Twitter, they said, you know, it was always like ESPN was never really married to soccer. They just did it because they knew that there was there could be a potential money involved with it. It wasn't like they had, you know, this passion and this drive to always fund it and always push soccer forward on ESPN. I think they've done a great job on production wise. Um, so it doesn't surprise me at all that Taylor Twelman comes over to Apple TV. I would expect that if there's an A team that sort of gets the big games, right, that Taylor is going to be the analyst, the the color guy um, yeah. on on that side of thing. I don't know, however, looking at this large list of announcers um, and some of these guys I know, some of these guys I don't know, um, looking at this list of who the other A team, you know, sort of is. Uh, I would say that on the West Coast, I think that there's certainly an assumption that Max Bretos is going to be high on, on that West Coast sort of thing. And I, I do expect, Sophie, that we are going to see some regionalization of all of this as well, which means, you know, these West Coast guys are going to call West Coast games and these East Coast guys are going to call East Coast games. And they're sort of going to mix around because we have learned that um, there will be every single team. Uh, announcing team will be in stadium for the games. Remember at one point, I think we said they were going to do some remote stuff and that doesn't seem to be um, the the case that what's going to happen is they're going to have people on the ground. uh, They're in the booths for the soccer games. And 
that's the way at least it's, it's going to start. I think that's the best thing, right? Because you can always mm -hmm. tell when people are in a booth, right? Yeah. I don't like the volume. I don't like how it interferes with my surround sound, you know, start, like start tinkering with things. Um, the Twelman thing real quick. Did you see his post today? Uh, unapologetically able to cover MLS and Lalas kind of went yeah, in two, two footed studs up yeah, on that one. Yeah, he was like, what, what are what have you been <laughs> apologizing for? Like that type of thing. Yeah. I, I thought it was interesting to sort of say it. I, in some ways you could say that at ESPN, he was way more independent because I would imagine that all the announcers that we've seen are MLS employees at this point, because Apple isn't producing this stuff. MLS is technically tasked with producing all of the content. And I think that right. they go through and they like hired with Apple's help. They've hired people to run the productions. As a matter of fact, uh, I know some people who are, who are at least uh, around it in periphery. Um, and so it seems like, um, perhaps that means that, that, you know, that he's now an MLS employee, which means you are less independent than you were with ESPN. Does that make sense? Yeah, I just found it interesting that if you kind of re read the thread going through that post, and I don't know if um, the uh, the lags in chat saw it, but it felt like he was kind of biting the hand that fed him for all these years. And I know that uh, he didn't, you know, there wasn't enough investment in terms of outside of the game. You know, you got ESPN FC, but where are the rest of the shows? Like it felt like post game show, you, you go off air real quick. But he also got the opportunity to present um, oh, another show, not Around the Horn, uh, one of those kinds of shows he was involved right. with, with. He worked for ESPN. And to me, it just felt like, okay, maybe they didn't, they and they're never going to. They're a juggernaut owned by Disney. It's probably not going to be the way you want it to be. And to me, it felt a little bit like it, it, he bit the hand that fed him for a while. I don't know. I can't, I'm not, look, I met Alexi at... Um, the the uh, LA MLS Cup and he, he comes across one way on TV and you know when you meet him in person he's very personable and a and a cool guy I kind of like that he called him out on it a little bit to be honest with you I, I love Alexi I love Taylor too I know both of them very well and yeah Taylor's a good guy he's very he's very nice yeah I know Galaxy fans hate him it's fine he always jokes anytime I've had him on the show am I the most hated person on the on the podcast whenever I come on I got now people <laughs> really don't like Panda so. Uh, uh, they'll get Max Bretos on and they'll, you know, we know how they feel about him, but that's only because of the uh, noisy neighbors down the 110 uh, over there. So, yeah. Uh, I'm a little distracted. Uh, I know. So, so I will talk about what would you listen? Here's the scoop, right? This whole Apple thing. Right. One thing for me that I need to know of is because there's a lot of games and they're all happening at the same time. So, why is it that Joe and Kobe can't be more involved in that? You know, because of course the local broadcasts have gone, radio still going to exist online, I'm sure. I mean, it seems like that is a very small team for the amount of games we're going to be seeing on a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah, and, and we expect more hires, first of all. They have to have 14 teams of announcers in order to cover the 14 games that you're going to have because there's 29 teams but 28 games every weekend, right? And so um, they have to have at least 14. So we know they're going to add more. Some of the people I thought it was interesting also in the analysts, some of the people that you see up here aren't even in play-by-play -play or analysts as well. They're studio, announcer, they're studio analysts like Diego Valeri, which I thought was 
was really fun. Sasha Question, of course, that everybody knows. Now, the studio show, uh, which will probably have, um, you know, somebody like Sebastian Latou, who's going to be a match analyst, but I think he's also going to be a studio analyst. Bradley Wright Phillips, who's one of my favorite people ever in the whole wide world, uh, is going to be a studio analyst as well. And Sasha Question was talking a little bit about uh, about uh, getting to spend time with Bradley Wright Phillips. All that stuff is going to be done in a studio in New York, New York right now. I think those two are going to be absolutely the best thing. They're going to be really good, those two. Um, And, you know, Sasha, we know, super smart, just knows the game, talks intelligently. Bradley Wright Phillips has just got charisma. You know, I think they're going to smash it, those two. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. By the way, the the company that is going to quote unquote producer broadcast uh, I guess I shouldn't say broadcast because Apple is the broadcast but produce or manage the shows as a company called NEP they're a very large company they do a lot of stuff whenever it comes to this and they do live events live sports live concerts live things they're very they went and whenever they found these guys these guys are probably one of the guys you want to have doing that stuff right this is like you could shop around for guys they're a big company they know what they're doing i know i have some industry contacts that know of these guys they're like yeah they got mm-hmm. it so that's good they went with somebody who who sort of is doing that with joe and kobe here's the thing and certainly it seems this way and i i imagine they're going to stay la galaxy employees we've talked about on the show they're going to be la galaxy employees i think that means and if you look there is no there is no like JP Della Camera, which I thought was a mistake. There's no Dave Johnson from from I think DC United or Shep Messing from New York Red Bulls, right? There's Danny Higginpoth. I love Danny Higginbotham. Yeah. He's very good. And so you have a lot of these guys who are uh, very married to the teams that they cover that aren't on these announcing lists. And I think they did that for a reason. I think what's going to happen is that radio option that we've talked about so much. I think that that got pushed way forward in importance. And so it looks like that's going to debut this year as well. Right. And so that means there's a good chance that Joe and Kobe, you can do the audio. You'll be able to click yes. down the audio and you'll be able to listen. Joe and Kobe do LA Galaxy. Okay, that would that's be not great. confirmed, but that's 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 the guess right now. OK, because that would be great. The, they've got to be very careful with these announcers because there are little nuggets that, you know, Joe and Kobe and all of the other local broadcasters that have been working these teams for years or playing for them or covering them, they, they just know, you know, it's the Vin Scully moment. It's just those little juicy bits that they give you that just take you somewhere or bring you back. And that is, I think, the one thing that they're going to miss with these broadcasts. Can, um, can I can I ask our audience to do me a favor? Um, this is this is one of those weird things. I told you I was distracted. I'm I'm working on something as we speak. Uh, Kevin Baxter is going to be joining us here this hour at some point uh, before the show is over. I think it would be wise of everybody to go tweet that Kevin Baxter is going to be on the show or that you know tweet a link out to the show. I'm busy doing this. I'll do it. I'll retweet the show. Uh, I was, I was going to say that I was going to say, yep. here's the other thing. And I can say this right now. Uh, Kevin Baxter just tweeted out and the L.A. Times is reporting as breaking news. Uh, Chris Klein will return as the L.A. Galaxy's president for the 11th season, despite MLS sanctions that just went up. OK, so uh, Kevin's going to join us here shortly. He's going to tell us what he knows. Uh, and then we're going to be able to talk about that. Uh, as it comes. So again, Chris Klein is going to be the president for the LA Galaxy for his 11th season. Um, and maybe we can get some more information right now. But you're going to want to listen to Kevin and Kevin should be calling in here. Hey, Kevin should be calling in here right now. How about that? Let's see if I can get uh, Kevin all set up on our audio here. Uh, Mr. Kevin Panda Baxter, sir, I just read your tweet out loud. 
um, because I saw it come over my phone as I was talking. Sophie is here as well. So you got Sophie. So Kevin, what can you tell us? Hello, I'm, on the, I'm, on the, I'm on the guest line. You, you are on the guest line. You're like on, what is it? What did they used to call it? The party line? You're on the party line right now. Yeah. Hi, this is Panda from Valencia and I got a take. <laughs> yeah. 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 What's your, what's your take first time, long time? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, the galaxy issued a two, um, sentence statement, uh, earlier today saying that Chris Klein, um, that, that they do not discuss, uh, well, I'll just read it to you per club policy. We don't discuss employment terms. Chris Klein is the LA galaxy's president and he re resumed full responsibilities at the close of the winter transfer window. So he's back for another season. Um, obviously, they said in the statement that they're not going to tell us the terms of the contract. His last two contracts, well, his only two contracts as president, were both for five years. So um, I don't want to speculate. I don't want to assume anything. But you would you have to guess that it would be a multi-year deal at least to bring him back. Remember, he is uh, co-chair of the 2026 World Cup Committee, the local organizing committee. I don't know how much... Uh, work that is going to take as 2026 gets closer perhaps there may be you know he may split his time or, or may have to leave the galaxy as the world cup gets closer but greg vanny will be handling all personal player personnel decisions which i think he did a lot of that anyways right but he will handle all of that per the mls suspension um uh, until chris returns in may now remember chris is primarily in charge of business and he had a really good year last year he set records for um um, sponsorship revenue and for ticket sale revenue last year that uh, Herbalife uh, um, resetting Herbalife as the shirt sponsor was a big part of that um, but Greg Vanny told me that he will continue to handle all player personnel decisions once Greg comes back or once Chris comes back so that won't change uh, uh, Greg will continue to handle all of that and with it, with he said input from from Chris he said it'll be a collaborative effort but I would assume that means Chris ha or Greg has the final say, and and Chris will will focus mainly on the business side, which is what he was hired to do in 2013 at the start, anyways. Yeah, yeah, that that is. Did you uh, you just talked to Greg Vandy, didn't you? I did. Yeah. What? So so what is the what is the general feeling that that Greg Vanny gives you either about Klein's situation or or I mean, what are you feeling about this? What whenever you're talking to people, what are, what are they trying to say? I think you're trying to say nothing really has changed. Uh, um, the Galaxy's take on the suspend on the, the the fines and suspension was that yes, the the Galaxy you know got caught violating the rules and there had to be some penalties, but really wasn't Chris's fault and that Chris really wasn't that that intimately involved with the deal. Um, the, the if you read between the lines, and no one has said this, but if I think if you read between the lines that they're trying to say that Dennis DeClosa was the one who brought Pavone here. And remember, GBS was involved as well. Right. Um, you know, that, that those two knew a little bit more about the intricacies of the of the signing than Chris or Dan Beckerman or anyone else did. Um, so, you know, they, the feeling seems to be Chris is on the business side. He did a really great job on the business side. He set, again, set records last year um, that he'll be back um, to do that again and that Greg Vanny will continue to build the team and handle the player personnel things. And so, you know, that's kind of where it is. They, it seems to, to almost be a, a, you know, things really haven't changed all that much. I did ask Greg, they do have a, a, a DP spot open. They have to sign somebody in this transfer window. Right. I asked him if, if they were a little bit panicked about that. And he said, no, they really weren't, that they are going to try to find somebody and they have feelers out there and they, they seem to be on track 
um, to identifying the, you know, who they want. He doesn't believe that he needs to have that person in right away. If you remember last year when they got Douglas Costa, there was a big rush right. to get everybody in here for all of preseason. Well, the preseason is seven weeks this year, uh, as opposed to six last year. Greg doesn't really feel that pressure, the need to get everybody in right now. So they're going to take their time. He did say Douglas Costa and Samuel Grancier are expected in camp perhaps as early as tomorrow. Right. Um, he's anticipating both will be with the team. Um, so no change there. He was aware of the rumors. And he said one of the things he said about this year's team is that there has been more attention or, or, or more uh, inquiries about players on this year's team than any of the last uh, two years that he's been with the Galaxy. Uh, he thinks that's a good sign that players are interested, you know, that uh, uh, other teams are interested in the Galaxy players. And he talked about the rumors with with uh, Costa and Grant Sear looking for employment elsewhere. I think Grant Sear was tied to a Turkish club, and, and we know that Costa was back in Brazil talking to Gremio. He said some of those rumors are too, true, some of them are not. Um, some he, of them, there's he, nothing he, to he, it. He didn't spell out which ones, right? He was just, he was just no, giving you, no. yeah, of course not. He did not, um, but he also would not name the starting 11 for the first game either. So, um, you know, read into that what you want. He, he does feel like the midfield could use uh, uh, some more additions. Um, I asked him about whether uh, the, the DP spot would be, you know, player for player. You know, he lost a winger and Kevin Cabral. Is he going to replace him with a winger or might he have a second forward and maybe go with a 4-4-2? He did say what they need to do is they need to be more dangerous in the box. They need to get the ball into the box more. And if they can do that with a winger, then so be it. If they if they need a second forward and, and have to go to a you know a two striker uh, sort of formation, that they'll do that. But they need to be more dangerous, and they need to have more presence in the box. Um, one thing that we did talk about that maybe is off the radar for a lot of people is you know Sasha Kleshin is not back, Victor Vasquez is not back, and you say well you know they didn't play a lot of minutes anyways. What's the big deal? Well, they were the guys in the locker room really that kept this team together. Um, you know, they were the sort of martial, spiritual veteran leaders in that locker room. Those guys are gone. So when you look around, who's the natural guy to step up? Well, maybe Chicharito, does he have the temperament to, to do that all season? Does he have the temperament to bring guys together? I mean, he can speak English and Spanish, and that's a big help in a locker room like the Galaxy has. But Greg said there were other players. He's, Greg said one thing when you have a guy like Sasha or a guy like Victor Vasquez, other players that may have the ability to be leaders – sort of uh, don't speak up because right. they know that Sasha and Victor are going to do that. And he said, now with those guys gone, it's a great opportunity for other guys to step up and use their voice. And he talked about Gaston. He talked about Ricky. He talked, you know, a little bit about Chicharito, that those guys are going to have to, and, and, you know, they, they've added some players too. We got another uh, former um, um, Toronto player right. that's come in. That Chris very familiar. Yep. Yes, exactly. And, and uh, Greg said, Chris can do that too. Um, you know, that these guys know the league, or, well, Chris knows the league, and, and they're veterans, they've been around, and, and then with Ricky and Gaston, they have the, the you know, the, the respect because of their performances right. um, to be able to, to speak up. Um, really, the accent now is on depth. He said that, that Chris is going to play a lot. He's not going to be probably a starter in the center, but he's going to play a lot. The Galaxy can play as many as 48 to 50 games if they make the final of every tournament they're in. Right. So that's a lot of games that they have to play. So a lot, all these guys are going to get a lot of action.
Uh, and let's go back to Klein for a second. And, yeah, and, I was and, about to say, can we just go back to that just for a minute? Just, and, and, and my question here is, and I think you you and I have had this discussion, but the fact that he's now president shows that, the, that AEG did give him a contract extension because as you have reported and as we've talked about on this podcast many times, is that his contract was up this year. So at some point, uh, he received a contract extension and the Galaxy and AEG are basically saying that that's none, none of anybody's business, Correct. Correct. Although they did, um, they did put out a, a release and did some uh, some publicity, I guess you'd call it. They they did some PR when he signed his first contract, which was in 2013 when he was promoted from vice president. That was a promotion. That was a big deal, and the Galaxy treated it as a big deal. But that was under a, a different AEG leadership. Uh, Tim Laiwiki was still there. Now Tim Laiwiki groomed Chris Klein. Chris Klein, remember, was here as a player, retired in 2010, and uh, you know. Laiwiki got him immediately involved on the executive side, first with the academy and then, and then on the business side of things. That was a guy that Tim Laiwiki really wanted to bring along and groom. So when he got promoted, that was a big feather in Tim Laiwiki's cap too, and they did publicize that. When, when Chris got his extension in 2017, um, I was able to get it confirmed, and I was able to get the, the length of the deal at five years confirmed. But the Galaxy never made much of a deal of that. I don't think they sent out a release. I don't think they officially acknowledged it other than to confirm that. You know, they have done that with the Kings, though. It's AEG's other team. When executives at the top, general managers and stuff, have been extended, uh, you know, they have made public announcements about those contracts. So I'm not not quite sure why they're treating Chris differently um, this time around, whether they feel like there's a lot of heat, you know, from the fans, whether this is a new policy. Dan Beckerman runs things differently than Tim Laiwiki did, and the hockey team is treated differently than the, than the soccer team is. That could be it. Right. But the, I just thought there was too much mystery about it. If the guy's going to come back, say he's going to come back. And if he's not, say he's not going to come back. And that's and let's move on. And you can certainly make an argument both ways. I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't have a dog in the fight. Uh, Chris did set records. He's on the business side. His goal is to make money for the team. He did that better Kevin, than any Kevin, set records for what, one year? Just set records for last year? I mean, well, no, and, this is the most, no, this is the most revenue that they've ha- had in a single season ever. So right. it's 26. Right. Um, and that's what he's supposed to do. You can say, hey, he did what he was supposed to do. Other people who um, you know, want to be a little bit more critical might say, yeah, but he also presided over the, the losiness, you know, um, five-year stretch in franchise history, and he got he got suspended and, and the team had $2 million in fines. That's all true, too. You can look at both sides of that, um, and you can make an argument either way. Um, but the Galaxy really didn't try to do that. They just kind of, like, they just wanted to be silent. I mean, if we were going to know that he was back when the season opened and he's sitting in the, in the, in the president's suite. I mean, you know, we're going to find out eventually. Right. I don't see why there had to be so much subterfuge. Yeah, it, it certainly. So did you have any other questions for Kevin? Um, I just, you know, I mean, I, for me, for the commercial, uh, he, his, his backside was lit because of everything happening down the road on the 110. And so he's forced into, you know, they're, they're so lax for so long. You could imagine now where LA Galaxy could be from a commercial point of view. You also have more marketable players, of course, that came in. And to be fair, the team that that was put together last season should have gone, you know, uh, get into the they did get into the place, but they should have done better to set themselves up a little bit better. But Kevin, real quick about the fans, because the live chat is really going off, as you can imagine. A lot of the times, big businesses and teams don't they care about the fans, um, but do they care about the fans? What's your what do you what's your message to them in terms of the because the reaction, of course, is yes. If you didn't know, there's still some incompetence there. 
Um, he should he should have known better. Um, what's your message in terms of them looking towards this season and maybe trying to leave this Klein thing out of it and focus more on what's happening on the pitch and and the team? How hard is that going to be for them? What's your What's your say on that? Well, I don't like to get you know. Uh, uh, Josh will, will tell you I don't like to get too much in the fan thing because I try to stay as objective as a journalist uh, as possible. And and I do focus on what happens on the field, but I do think who's in the executive suites you know impacts that. So um, you would like to think that the fans are listened to, and and uh, I thought the fans had kind of made their their point of view known. Um, that's why I kind of think the Galaxy. It would have been, I'm saying they have to do this. They don't have to do anything they don't want to, but I think it would have behooved them and it would have put them in a better light with the fans if they had made an argument of this is why we're bringing Chris back. We paid, you know, it, it, whatever the argument is, I'm guessing it would be something along the lines of he's on the business side. We had a great year on the business side. Um, that's what we want him to do. And, and that's what he's going to do. And Greg Vanny is going to handle all the player personnel things. So don't worry about that. Um, why the Galaxy haven't done that, I don't know. I, I, that's that's what I would have done. And by the way, one more player personnel thing. Josh, your favorite player, Matutu. Remember him from last spring? Yes. Or last yes. winter? Um, they expect to have a resolution on his uh, situation within a week. Really? Um, and and Greg Vanny is very hopeful that um, that he will be back. You know a little bit more about this perhaps than I do. Yes. Greg is characterized as an immigration issue. Yes. Uh, has nothing to do with MLS rules or anything else or right. not fitting into the roster or whatever but they hope to have a resolution within a week, and, and Greg believes that it will be favorable. Well, once again, you've murdered somebody's last name, Farai Mutatu. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's who you're talking about. But yes, uh, he, he, so uh, basically they found out that, that whatever visa he was staying on was not a, was not a valid visa, and so therefore was in the country. Uh, not... Uh, not all up to legal standards. And so the galaxy have been holding on for, I had a good preseason. People were really excited about him. Uh, Greg Vanny's really high on him. So to see that sort of wrap up from, from Greg would be really good. All right, Kevin, we're, we'll let you go. Uh, we appreciate that. Is there anything else you want to close with? Cause I know you'll be back here on Monday night. I don't want you to, to take up my whole show. Yeah. Well, there's some more. <laughs> you can, you can go to latimes.com and read the, the, the Chris Klein story. It's up there now. And there will be a story going up early in the morning, um, looking ahead to the season and some, you know, some of the things I talked to Greg about tonight, uh, the, the roster situation, um, you know, the help he's getting from Michael Stevens, the scouting department, a lot of those things we'll try to touch on. That'll be up on LATimes.com tomorrow morning. All right. That sounds good, Mr. Kevin Baxter. Uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And, uh, and thanks for doing all that. We'll talk to you on Monday. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. All right. There he goes. Make sure the DP's not Deli Alley. Thank you. Uh, Kevin uh, at KBaxter11, if you want to go follow him, LATimes.com. That article is up there right now. So I had a feeling that that might happen during our show. So um, we were were semi-prepared for it if it did indeed happen. And we did. I will... I will tell you that I'm as shocked as everybody else. I did not think there was there was an easy way to get out of this, which was to to cut ties and to move away from Chris Klein, because uh, regardless of what business side things and regardless how much uh, they want to pretend that he didn't have any involvement in this. Um, however, you look at that, he, he was still it's, it's a bad look for the club. And so now you have that. So. I wonder what effect, and it would be great to ask Greg Vanny this, but like you could never ask him and really expect him to give you the right, the, the no truthful one's answer, give you a right? Straight answer, mate. right? But it's the whole deal. It's like, are, is it harder to recruit players whenever you have, you know, somebody who's been, you know, basically uh, accused and accept responsibility for cheating um, at the top of the club? Uh, a lot of this stuff is about social contracts, right? It's about trust, right? The fans trust the club to be able to do all the things they're supposed to do to make a winning team. 
uh, and the custodians. The, exactly, the custodians, right? And and while it's not a club, it's a franchise, and I always love it whenever people try to like parse words with that. It's a club for the people who are in our chat room, for the people who go to the games. It's a club. They go there to watch the LA Galaxy. They go there to support the LA Galaxy. Um, it's just a really wide stretch for me to think that Chris Klein is the absolute only person who could be LA Galaxy president and that you would have to swallow this much of a PR hit in order to do that. Let's be very clear, Sophie. If the Galaxy come out and they're not good this year and Greg Vanny ends up getting fired because I, I'm telling you right now, if the Galaxy have a horrible start to the season, just like GBS did, right? GBS made the playoffs, then had a horrible start to the season during a pandemic, even more excuses than Vanny's mm. going to have. Um, if they come out and they play horribly, somebody's going to get fired. But you, but you went out of your way to extend a contract for somebody who got your club fined $2 million, who has basically put the handcuffs on the club over the summer, uh, no international transfers, basically anything that requires an ITC for a player that comes outside of the U.S. or Canada. Let's straighten that up a little bit, too. MLS carved out the U.S. or Canada part uh, in their sanctions. So basically, they're saying even if an ITC is required inside of the U.S. or Canada, um, which sometimes whenever t- players are coming from Canada into the United States, they require an ITC. Chris Mavinga just did. Victor Vasquez just did. They carved that out. But the bottom line is the LA Galaxy are handcuffed because of decisions made, you know, back in uh, in 2019, whenever Christian Pavone was there with Dennis DeClosa, with Gamer Barrescoloto, with Chris Klein and everybody else who's in the front office who's still there. So like why go through that exercise and have to bend over backwards is is Chris Klein absolutely irreplaceable there's nobody else who could be president of the LA Galaxy that's where it strikes me as weird the the focus on remember whenever the Galaxy were like we're going to bring Christian Pavone back and it was like is he the only winger in the world exactly like that exactly. feels like the same way right now yes in terms of that and it that that makes that confuses me just in terms of how they outwardly want to be perceived and then to do something like this is sort of in the opposite of all the things that they pretend to stand for. You know, I feel for the, I will continue to ask questions and, and stand up for the fans. The fans are the heartbeat of the club. And I have been, you know, uh, told on a couple of occasions, try, you know, loosen the fan question. Right. And I, and I get what Kevin, Kevin is saying, um, as well as, as, you know, um, part of the LA times and everything. However, with that said, without the fans, there is no club. And I do believe that, you know, someone cheats and you move on, you try to move on, but you can't forget. And one year of good business doesn't make up for five years of neglect and poor behavior. And like you said, putting the team in a hole in so many different scenarios. So this is reflective of society. Bad behavior gets rewarded. Right. And I think people are really sick and tired of seeing that. Right. Well, well, I think normal and, and, good and, people are normal. Good people are. There's some yes. people who are like, I love getting away with all this stuff. I agree. Go ahead. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was I was just it, it's just I just it baffles me. Yeah. Is he the only talented sports executive in oh, the universe? Only one. Apparently, I don't know. I uh, I think I could probably find some others, but no, you know, that's just me. They uh, made the playoffs. Yes, they, you know, by by the skin of the teeth again a little bit. You know, it was it wasn't exactly. They didn't light the season on fire. They just had a really good strong end. And so what if if uh, if Greg gets off to a poor start and they're really in a bad situation? Klein gets to fire Greg. Yeah, I, yeah, 
Exactly. That's 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 the next step, right? That's that's how this goes. Meanwhile, Greg is the one that's kind of been holding it together and trying to keep that kind of good PR face of the team. And I mean, all of the stuff I think he worked. I think last season they really had a time and a moment where I thought they were going to go a little bit deeper as well. But one season doesn't make up for. And I'm sorry, all those commercial deals and stuff. There, there are other people involved that also help make that happen. Yep, absolutely. It's not just him. Except absolutely. There's lots of people. There's lots of people who make things happen. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I would love to have an answer for you, Soph. And I, I think that uh, that your your reaction to it is probably similar to mine. I don't I don't get it. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I would have, you know, quite honestly, I would have run the other direction as quickly as, okay, we got caught cheating. There are people who are responsible that are here. There are people who are responsible who are not here anymore. So we're not going to rehire the person who was responsible who's not here anymore. And we're going to cleanse ourselves of anybody who was responsible for it during this time. Clean break. Hey, look, we're turning over a new leaf. Greg Vanny got us to the playoffs. We're leaning on Greg. Greg is going to be it. And we're going to bring in a new president or a new soccer operations person. And they're going to be in charge. They're going to help Greg Vanny do all this stuff. Uh, Will Koontz from LAFC, who is largely expected to be, um, you know, a soccer operations person in some team this year who is widely uh, loved and admired and really respected for the work that he did with an MLS Cup winning team is available but we're going to go ahead and, and, and redo that. We're going to, we're going to go ahead behind the, you know, and then there was that uh, situation with orange County soccer club as well. Yeah. And it's not been a pretty pattern eh, for him. I'll, I'll tell you with that whole thing. I know. And, and I see it. That's, that's more city politics than anything else. I mean, I, I saw all of the stuff that was going on there. It's like, okay, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, part, but, Right. So, yeah. okay. But with, with that said, there is only one way he gets out of this. Yep. Right. And it's not two hundred dollars jail card monopoly. <laughs> no, I, he's, they've got to win it all. Yeah. Yeah. They for do. him to be cleansed by the fans. Yep. That's it. That's and, it. And, and to be honest with you, I'm going to tell you something. Everybody would be extremely excited, obviously, if the LA Galaxy won an MLS Cup this year. Nope. No doubts. I, I mean, gee, I'm really going out on a stretch on that one. Right. Everybody would be really excited. There is a never forget part to this club and to these to fans, and you can see it in almost everything that's done. They remember the history. They remember everything that happens. They remember the players. They remember the good players, the bad players, everything in between. Remember the good executives, the bad executives, and everything in the team. Lexi Lawless can't tweet something on Twitter without somebody going, you sucked as GM for the oh, LA yeah. Galaxy, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and that's the stuff. There's a never forget thing. So if if. Even winning an MLS Cup, even winning the next three MLS Cups, in in some people's minds, will never cleanse that. Um, and so uh, there, there's something to be said about that. It's just, uh, you know, wildly interesting move. From the outside, from a neutral's perspective, you have to sit there and say, wow, can't believe they did that. Um, because it seems... I think he's going to do some kind of interview that will probably be total you-know-what. Yeah. And just, I mean, I... You know. I don't know. They're never going to talk about what happened. I mean, that's for sure. You can already tell just by the way that, you know, they worded releases and stuff like that. Nobody's ever going to say, this is what happened. This is how we cheated. This is how I got duped in doing things. You know, it's like the whole, I don't know. There's a whole bunch of things that run through my head. And none I think of, they just want to put it under, brush it under the carpet and move on. But yeah, that, that, but, but that's the whole thing is like, you can do that. If you've ever done that at a place that you've rented where you sweep something under the carpet, literally swept it under the carpet, then whenever you move, you have to deal with it, right? So it's not like it goes away if you sweep something under the carpet. It's still there. It's festering. It's smelling. It's rotting. It's doing all these things. And eventually you have to deal with it. And it feels like the come to Jesus time for the LA Galaxy. Apparently, they're just going to skip over that. 
Um, that, that, that's, that's their, they'll save that for another day. Push it away a little bit. Just keep pushing it away at arm's length. Eventually it'll eat you, but, um, wow. yeah, very interesting. All right. Lots of stuff. I'm sure we'll continue to talk about it, uh, as we go through all these different podcasts and all those different things. I do want to get a little bit back to the show, which is why leaf seems unimportant at this time, but <laughs> just because I mean, this is big, this is a, this is big, big news. This is huge for the fans, for the team, you know, going forward i mean it says a lot about the culture does it i mean yeah it's a i'm still noodling on all of this in my mind and i i don't think i'm going to feel differently about it tomorrow um i may have more to say tomorrow but yeah it, it just uh it, it, it just reeks like the, the 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 cheating it reeks the whole thing reeks yep reeks yeah it, it does it does um yeah, two hundred plus in live chat now, and they're all going off. Yeah, they're just—I know—it's—it's it's almost distracting <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, if you have any questions in the chat, if there's anything else, if you want to make a point without, of course, being rated R, I would appreciate you know your PG takes as much as possible. But uh, you can super chat in the chat, and we will go ahead and get to you. Or you can hit that like button right now. That would certainly help us as well. We always appreciate that. Subscribe, all that fun stuff. I don't want to t- turn into a YouTuber. Uh, you know, oh man, you got to hit that like button, turn on your notifications. Smash this is what I do on my show. You're going to need one of these, Vinny. Smash oh, it, kiss I, it, like it. Yeah, I like get you it. one of those. It's wonderful. <laughs> Very cool. Um, let's get a little bit back to some of the things. One of the things I wanted to talk about Apple TV is interesting, and it goes directly to the LA Galaxy. It is not uh, something that that wouldn't. But basically, uh, Pablo Maurer, who's over at MLSist on Twitter. Uh, I love Pablo. He's great. Uh, But Pablo basically came in and found a document that went out to teams. And this is the requirements that they're going to be. We talk about the league pass and what it's going to be. Each team has its own vertical and vertical is a fun way of saying like their own little uh, like list of things that they that they will be required to do and then produce and all those things on those verticals. So LA Galaxy will have a vertical that's within the giant league pass app. DC United will have, uh, you know, one of those as well. So we will have the LA galaxy will have one of those. Um, and here's some of the stuff that Pablo was able to come. And I just pulled this directly from his Twitter. Uh, I love Pablo. Please go follow him uh, within MLS season pass. Each club will have their own vertical in this doc. They're being called club rooms, right? So there's each one has a club room. None of this content says in these clubs rooms is exclusive to MLS season pass. So it's a lot of stuff that you probably see will be tweeted out or will be put on YouTube will also be in these club rooms. And a lot of it might get run on a club social or website, all that stuff. Okay. So not exclusive, um, but it'll be inside the club rooms. Uh, they have something called the ritual, which which seems to be, according to Pablo, a fan focused piece that lays out club traditions, supporter cultures, etc. A series of two minute long profiles on a dozen of each club's players to run all year. A five episode series on iconic players, coaches, etc. A minimum of five classic club moments, pieces which look back at a club's history at least two minutes long. The doc lays out in uh, season uh, in season content and includes a weekly first team report at least three minutes, basically just training updates, news, match previews, etc. Clubs have to deliver every post game press conference for regular season playoffs and Lee's Cup as well. We'll still continue to do that as long as they allow me to on our YouTube page as well. Uh, monthly content includes includes a community report focused on what each club is doing locally and academy report. There's also an MLS Next Pro Focus video offering uh, twice a month during the league's uh, <coughs> season league wide. Um, and then basically Pablo's saying league wide. He's heard that there's a lot of issues um, basically with what we're gone. with clubs saying some clubs saying we have to produce all this content. 
right? Now, the LA Galaxy produce a lot of content. They're not one of the clubs that I imagine that's worried about this. They have a pretty large social media team and media team that does all of these things. But you can imagine on some of the other clubs, maybe somebody like Houston, they're sitting there saying, we might have to hire people and get all this. But MLS is getting paid $2.5 billion over 10 years to do this type of stuff. So the teams are getting some of that money to do this production value as well. So you would expect that there are soccer jobs right. uh, on the horizon there. Does any of that... Sounds like NBC, right? So, and to me, it sounds like with some of the content ideas, they're going after a new audience and they're hoping that through Apple, now it may be more niche. Some fans I've, I've, I've heard like they're not happy with the Apple thing and most fans I think are happy with it. Obviously, they're trying to grow the game. It's a mega deal. It sounds a little bit like NBC when they got the Premier League and still now where they do it, they do these little vignettes and these focuses on some clubs, the ones who come up and get promoted. You get the little historical stuff, the big games. So it it's kind of seems like they're taking a little bit of a, a page out of their book in terms of building that content as well. And it seems fair if the clubs don't have the bandwidth, of course, the money's there for MLS to help the clubs hire these people. Um, and, you know, for me... I think it's a, I think it's a good thing because what I think NBC too, they've stopped kind of doing that in program stuff. I like, I like, I like to know a little bit, you know, it's like the screensaver, right? Tell me where that is. Give me a pop up. Where is that? <laughs> right. 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 So I like some of that stuff. Um, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Raphael, by the way, gave us a $5 super chat says how bad will attendance be this year? How lopsided will the Rose bowl game be this season? Ticket member is out until Klein is gone. Um, yeah, I mean, wow. left to be seen. Do you think seen. people are really going to do that? Do you think they feel that strongly? Um, or in the end of the day, you are going to miss out on something. I mean, look, I I chose not to go to the World Cup. Right. Did I have FOMO? Actually, not really. <laughs> right. It was, a, it was a long way to go to to, was, to get to a World Cup <laughs> in, in in a land that in a land that isn't exactly I I would say the most welcoming in some ways, right? So it wasn't that. Did I have it? No, you could watch it on TV. You were, you were probably okay. I know what you mean, though. I mean, but going to the games and like it when it's your club, you know, Arsenal would have to do something really severe, right. for me not to show up. So because Klein has been a bit of a fool. Should fans miss out on their life experiences and their love for their club and seeing their friends and hanging out and 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 watching players play? Um, I don't know who's going to go that far. I'm sure a few will. I, I think uh, I think it's in the hundreds. I just I don't mean, want them to miss out on stuff. I know because I, of him. I know. I know. It's it's always that thing. Vote with your wallet. Vote. You vote. Remember this 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 podcast yeah. has always stayed consistent. You get to vote however you think your voting counts. If that means you write strongly worded letters. You write strongly worded letters. Does that mean you still go to all the games? Then you go to all the games. I That's not for me to decide. You have to figure out how to have your voice heard. And I'll say that right yeah. now, at least with this, it feels like you're shouting into a wall. So I don't know what really would get your voice heard in a lot of these. And we can't be hoodwinked into the world of social media that that's everything. It's not. Um, and, and so just because you see a lot of stuff on social media and listen, social media very much against Chris Klein coming back. You could see it. I mean, see it in the chat room, see it on Twitter, see it in our discord, see it on red everywhere. You see it in the stadium as well. You've you seen do. it in the stadium. You did do. I'm just saying that a lot of times that's more of a vocal minority than anything else. Right. And so it's not the whole stadium. Although I think that it's a lot more people than people expect right now. I do. I do feel like there's a groundswell of that. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, what is the, how lopsided with the Rose Bowl game we were talking on Monday and we said that you know Kevin 
I think Kevin, did we guess? Because 60-40, it sounds like how I would expect it to be right now. And that's crazy. Um, but 60-40 in terms of LAFC over LA Galaxy fans because they just won an MLS Cup. They're coming to celebrate. Um, and then you have some of this stuff that is certainly going to detract from people who want to go. Um, $5 super chat from Lex. Lex says, what possible realistic reason could the Galaxy actually have to justify bringing Klein back? As soon as I figure that out, Lex, I will let you know. Uh, $5 super chat from Logan uh, says, hope that all the fans don't show up to games to protest, protest this delusional front office. I understand that sentiment as well. There's a call. To, this is the call, right? The call is going out. They don't listen. They don't care. This is what fans are saying in the chat room. This is what fans have been saying on Twitter. So, I mean, you got 12 days into the new year before you found out whether or not you'd have a president. Now, you know, you do have a president. It's the same one that you've had. And so, um, yeah, I don't know that there's been a lot of listening there. Uh, Uncle Uncle Dishwasher, one of my favorites, $5 super <laughs> chat. Uh, do you think AEG cares about the performance and reputation of the galaxy anymore? <sighs> kind of hard to argue that, right? So that they that they care about it, because really, it seems like as long as that club is making money, then they don't care. Is, 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 is I have. Let me tell you something, guys, right? Right. I watched my club in England fall apart <laughs> for years. <laughs> and it was because of negligence at the top, apathy on the pitch, keeping a manager in there too long. And then when it was too late, trying to pick up the pieces was very, very hard. Right. But what has been the rebirth of the Arsenal Football Club? change right right change owners making better decisions and hiring smarter people at the top making decisions bringing in a young manager who they're giving time and believe in and bringing in a director of football who had played a huge part in one of our most incredible seasons and josh the only reason that arsenal are back on track is because of change it was in the gutter and that's one of the biggest clubs in the world. Yep. And unless something changes, fans feel like they belong to the club again and the club belongs back to them. Right. And that is huge. I mean, I mean, it is huge. It's, is it also fair to say that winning solves a lot of problems? Like winning I, cures everything. It, it does up to a certain point. I just said that Galaxy could win MLS Cup and there would still be people who are never going to forget about Chris Klein and getting caught cheating and all that stuff. But, but it that does, will be their moment. It won't be because of Klein. Right. It would be despite him that that would happen. That was on Greg and the team. It's not on Klein. Um, by the way, uh, we have people saying I canceled my season tickets because of Klein. I mean, I read it, that. I, we've yeah. seen we've seen this. Um, Alexander has a great question about Apple TV that I want to get to. Uh, it says uh, with five dollars super chat, how easy do you believe it will be to navigate on Apple TV? My dad isn't getting any younger, and I know it's going to be a struggle. I Apple generally does stuff that is fairly accessible. I would expect that their app is designed impeccably. And somebody asked, is it going to be an app on your phone? Is it going to be like a web page? Is it going to be something you access in Apple TV? And my answer to that right now is yes. I believe it's all of those things. I believe you're going to get an app on your phone. I believe you're going to be able to access it via web. I believe it'll be built into your Apple TV. But any web device is going to be able to handle this stuff. So, I, you know, if anybody could do it, uh, my, my three-year-old can manage his iPad better than I can <laughs> my, manage my phone. If anybody could do it, Apple can. And I know that's probably oh, giving yeah. them too much credit, 
in a lot of ways, but I really feel that they do have some of the most intuitive things. There's a reason an iPhone doesn't come with an instruction manual anytime <laughs> anymore, right? It's like one of those. So, um, so that's what we got. Uh, Darren gave us a $10 super chat, says it would be interesting for COG to have a couple of folks from supporters groups on to get their opinions on this. I think that's a great idea. We should do it. I would love to be able to take calls like right now, like have you guys oh, call yeah. in. The, the, the part about that is that I would need you guys not to swear. And that has been impossible in years past. And it just and everybody always asks, Sophie, if you right, meet right. me, if you meet me outside of this podcast, just this podcast for this hour, hour and a half, anything we hear, I never say a swear word ever in my entire life. Now, you know me in real life. Um, I swear every other word most of yes. the time for, for this yes. stuff. Right. So, I mean, I'm, it's not because I'm a prude. I want our, our content on YouTube or on the podcast to be open for everybody. And I want to draw in fans that are eight years old to 80 years old, or if we're talking in Larry Morgan's spot, maybe he's listening 95 years old. Cause I'm pretty sure that's whole Larry. He is. told me he was going to listen today and he's probably going to remind me that I was a potty mouth early. Listen, it took me a whole year to get it right. <laughs> Just saying that <laughs> is <laughs> that is. Um, so anyway, so I, we got through those super chats. If you have any more super chats, hit us up. We will we will do our best to answer those as best we can. Went over that. I want to get to league playoffs. Uh, league playoffs could be changing now. You finally everybody's finally yeah. like, well, yeah, I know again. Thank you. Uh, it, it finally felt like, hey, we know what's going on. Single elimination. We get it. You get a buy in the first round. It rewards the, the regular season. It's actually a pretty good thing. It's not as good as home and home, which is always my favorite in, in terms mm -hmm. of it, but it's OK. It's passable. Um, so you got the two top seeds that ended up meeting in MLS Cup. That's probably the way it should be, but maybe it shouldn't be so predictable, but they were two good teams. Makes sense. OK, so that so now MLS says, of course, well, that it went too well. We're going to change it. Um, eight teams from each conference stays. So that's 16 total teams in the playoffs. Um, it seems like in the first round and first round only, don't ask me why God only knows they might be going back to a best of three scenario. So you would play three games and it would be a best of three. Oh, Josh, what is this baseball? <sighs> it, they couldn't, they Deep couldn't just do tonight. home and Deep home. I know everyone. it's, it's, it's too much. Um, <clears throat> there was talk about the group stage of just sort of doing it like a world cup, right? Where you would have all these groups and they would play at one point. Now it's gone to this three, um, the best of three, you play three games. Um, and then like you would have to get to, I forget like somebody like the first person to six points or something like that, basically out of the three games would advance. It's, it's stupid. They should just go to home and home. Why are they doing this? So they're trying to increase the amount of playoff games. They're trying to increase their inventory. They're trying to take it from, I think, 16 games um, or excuse me, 13 games up to 30 because they want a higher inventory for the first year of their media rights. Right. So they want more playoff games because everybody watches the playoffs, which is not true in MLS, but that's what they think. OK, so that's why they're doing this. So keep an eye on this. There's going to be a vote. It's going to come out. We're all going to him and haw. And then we're going to have to see again. So they're going to add all those games in the playoffs. So from 13 to 30. And we talked about the, the, the schedule congestion. That's more games at the end of the year that teams will have to play in order to get through different things. It's the it, it, 50 games. Teams can play 50 games. 50 games. Does Chris Klein get a vote on this? Uh, I, sh I imagine he does as a president of the LA this is Galaxy. all about money. This has got nothing to do with anything other than money. Now it's let's, garbage. Can, can we keep talking about money though? Let's talk about money. 
Let's talk about real money, not fake money. We have fake money in Major League Soccer, right? General allocation money, targeted allocation money, right? We, we always talk about how that's fake money. It's They're budgetary devices when we talk about those things. That's not... It may cost real money in some situations, like targeted allocation money is real money. You have to pay players and stuff, but targeted allocation money is a budgetary device MLS uses in order to thicken up the center of the roster and give people the ability to spend money outside the salary cap, right? What's one thing that's been missing from this has been intra-league transfers, all right? Do you, if I say intra-league transfers, aren't you like, aren't you, are, Sophie, aren't you already saying you're going, you're going, wait, I mean, they already, tra- they already trade players for, for allocation money and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. This would be the ability to transfer a player within Major League Soccer to a different team for actual cash, not budgetary cash. It would be like, hey, uh, you know, Nashville wants another LA Galaxy defender, right? So they're like, hey, we want another LA Galaxy defender. We're going to pay you three and a half million dollars to get Sega Koulibaly. We, we want him really bad. And right now, what would happen is you'd be like, well, you have to give me, you know, 1.2 million in general allocation money for, you know, half of that in 2023 and half of that in 2024. And it would be this fake money. It's a budgetary device. It's not real. Well, what the league is thinking about doing and enacting this summer possibly is this intra-league transfer, which is you're basically able to transfer players from team to team in major league soccer, just like you can do everywhere else in the world, right? EPL, they transfer players. I'm listening, teams, right? So this is my attention. Here's the, here's the big thing. And if you want to put on your tinfoil hat and go into conspiracy theory land, the LA galaxy are banned from making international transfers in the summer because of the cheating scandal, Right. This mm. is, but they carved out a U.S. and Canada exception for this. If they open the intra-league transfers, the LA Galaxy would be able to use cash on players already in MLS to make a difference this summer. Wow, is this a step further? Do you think a step further? Do you think this is a the stepping stone to changing it all? It certainly rubs in the face of single entity and a lot of things MLS does rub goes completely against single entity like no you're not allowed to compete for play. This is competing for players. This is absolutely 100% competing for players. If you have two teams mm-hmm. that want a player and they're like, hey, LA Galaxy will give you $1 million for Sega Koulibaly. And then this other team comes in and goes, we're going to give you $1.5 million for this player. Right. The whole deal. That's competition. And that ruins single entity. Single entity has been a farce for a long time, but this is directly flying in the face of it. And, and there's no cap on that. I mean, it, it, no, it doesn't seem to. Although you would expect that the money that is that is spent has to count against the cap somehow. And like, so, I mean, we don't know the mechanisms, but you can't just, this is why you're like, there is there a cap? There's gotta be a cap because there's still salary caps, right? There's still Mm -hmm. like a cap on salary. So if you pay somebody so much, does that get averaged into the transfer fee? And therefore, you know, if you pay a million dollars for somebody, does that now make them a TAM player because target allocation money player, because they're going to cost more than whenever you take the transfer fee plus the salary over the life of the contract? Tons of stuff we don't know, but the interleague transfers, this is all from uh, an article in The Athletic, by the way, the the um, the Athletic had the playoff format, they had some of the Apple TV news, they had the interleague transfers, all this stuff is sort of there. So something to watch could be a very interesting summer, gives the Galaxy a little bit more hope in terms of being able to make moves this summer a little easier than perhaps they could have. Okay, so Josh, so a player's in contract, 
And this is very European-esque, by the way. I'm not adverse to this. Uh, I kind of find it a little bit exciting. But let's just say LAFC offer LA Galaxy $10 million right. for Ricky. Mm-hmm. I mean, you would have to imagine that at $10 million, one, th- there's always been this cap on whenever you make deals or transfers of how much of that money you can convert into usable stuff against a salary cap. So I'm interested to see, like, let's say the LA Galaxy mm-hmm. sold Ricky Ricky Pooch for $10 million, right? First of all, Bar- uh, Barcelona would get half of that, by the way, because they have a 50% selling right. clause, right? So they would get, you know, $5 million of it. So the Galaxy get $5 million. Well, it's always been that the $5 million you can't use against a salary cap. You can only, like, convert, like, a million of it into general allocation money, right? So how does that play into it if you're going to if LAFC wanted to pay 10 million and then does LAFC then take Ricky Pouche who is a targeted allocation money player TAM player if they pay 10 million for a transfer then does that make him a designated player and he would then be a designated player for LAFC so that's why we need to know the mechanics of it I have no idea I mean luxury tax I don't know it's crazy it could get nuts it could get really nuts. yeah well it's gotten nuts in in Europe look at it I mean you're talking you know, Arsenal looking to buy a player from Shakhtar who has played a few games in the Champions League. They want 100 million. I mean, we've seen it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine that with the salary cap structure that that tamps down all of the crazy, yeah. super craziness. But that doesn't mean I mean, we've seen record transfers and fees and, and all sorts of things. Um you know, uh, Joseph Martinez is now going down to Miami. He's getting bought out of his contract with Atlanta. That's happening. I mean, they're expecting record transfer. Oh, uh, <laughs> Chicho Arango is apparently looking for a club and there's people in MLS who are looking at him. Um, and so if that happens, they're saying, well, this could be a record trade inside of major league soccer if that happens. But it's like, does that happen now or does it happen in the summer? Cause if you wait for the summer and there's wow. this thing, you could get real cash for it instead of just general allocation money. Crazy, just crazy stuff that is happening all around. So, I mean, if any of this stuff interests you in order to take your mind off of some of the stuff that's happened with the LA Galaxy, look at the things that could possibly be happening uh, coming up here very shortly. I wanted to get to um, to Dejan Jovalich as well. Dejan Jovalich called into the Serbian national team, which is like, duh, they're playing in, in Southern California. You would expect that he gets called up. He's been a guy who has been called up before by them. Um, so he's coming there. Uh, Dejan Jovalich will make that squad, that game. Uh, is going to be played with the U.S. men's national team playing against Serbia on January 25th, uh, 7 p.m. on HBO Max. That game is at Bank of California Stadium. And just in case you were wondering, Disney Dignity Health Sports Park gets a game as well. Uh, U.S. men's national team against Columbia three days later, January 28th, 4.30 p.m. game. That game's on TNT. Uh, HBO Max is going to be one of the U.S. men's national team carriers now. So that's one of those things you'll have to remember. Yeah, Uh, they're finally swinging back this way, as are the U.S. women's national team. And I'm going to be in London. Of course. Typical. That's what are you going to go see in London that you can't see here? What are you going to go see? uh, Arsenal play or something? Arsenal, Manchester United. Okay, then that's probably worth it. I I I would agree (laughs) with that. Uh, Kevin had already alluded to this, and I just want to touch on it as well. And I'll give you the correct clubs this time. And so the ones that Kevin made up in his head whenever he was talking about it. Uh, I love Kevin. Uh, that's, that's not to, to rag on him. I just like giving him a lot of, a lot of shtick. Um, Samuel Grancher, uh, apparently looking at, or, or being sought after by two teams, one in Spain, um, and one in Greece. So Olympiacos, uh, is, is perhaps looking, Ooh. I was going to say that's sort of up your alley there. Uh, so mm-hmm. is possibly looking at Samuel Grancher. Uh, you heard that whenever Greg Vanny was talking to Kevin, that he said that he expected that Sam Grancher would start. It doesn't mean anything that he's like, I expect right. that they're going to be into camp and the whole deal. Um, none of that the means o- anything. The owner of, 
He has a, the owner of Olympiacos. He's had his wrist slapped out there as well for some dodgy dealings. He also owns Nottingham Forest and bought like 20 players in the last transfer window. So, I mean, it's not impossible. It, it, it's not impossible. I will say this. I would find I find Douglas Costa's departure a lot more likely because he was out there shopping himself trying to find a place to play <laughs> um, and we're talking about Gremio and all that stuff. Uh, same grand sewer. I know a lot of people are like with his salary, which I think is uh, in the nine hundred thousand dollar range. I don't have my chart up in front of me. I'm sure the chat room can look at it, um, but is 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 a significant amount. And when you look at his mm-hmm. playing time over the the entire year, you would you would be tempted to be like, well, it wouldn't be horrible to to move him. This is why I don't think he's going anywhere. One, the way he closed out the season was... He had he, a good finish, didn't he? Had he had a Let's very good finish. And, you know, a, he really started to come alive when 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 Ricky Pouj was there, when Gaston Brogman was there. Yep. And they have that chemistry. If you're the Galaxy already having to shop for one designated player, and it's still my opinion that Douglas Costa does not make the team here in 2023 and that they're going to either buy him out or transfer trade him, get rid of him some way, then that means you're looking for another designated player as well. You aren't able to do a lot this summer in terms of transfers. So to me, chemistry is almost as important as trying to to find that. So, you know, you'd really have to look hard at Sam Grancier and say, is it worth it not having the chemistry? Is it worth it having to incorporate somebody else into this? Sam Grancier will still be there during the summer. Sam Grancier will still be here at the end of next year that if he wants to move and people want to move him, that you can. I think he could be a really key player this year for the LA Galaxy. If he plays like he closed out the last 10 games, um, he'll be he'll be a much improved yeah. version of himself. And I think it's a lot to ask, though. So if that's a, that's a gamble. That's a risk. But I think it's a bigger risk to move him right now and, and try to find yeah. somebody else who fits. I feel like Greg will want to keep this team as tight as possible based on how they closed out in those last, what, eight, nine games. Yeah. And even in that loss to LAFC, you could just sense like he was already thinking, I can't wait to bring these as many as I can back so we can go again. Um, yeah. The trust that they, they built a lot of trust towards the end of the se- season. And you could see that in players like Grand Seer, who struggled a little bit at the beginning. So, yeah, yeah, it's it, to me, it's just a bridge too far for this year where you're going to have the yeah. handcuffs on summer and and. It's going to be tough, and I wouldn't. I don't know that I would risk it. You'd have to know that you have a replacement that was going to be better than him. Um, Agreed. And if you don't have that, like you'd have to know for sure. Like Christian, I'm going to say this name, and I don't even want to. But Christian Pavone is coming back. You're like, okay, I know Christian Pavone is better than Sam Grandsir in my mind, and certainly with what he's shown. Although I think Pavone's a different player right now, so it would be a question. But you have to be like. I'm 100% sure we already have him. He wants to come. It's happening. Sam Grancier, you can leave. We're going to bring somebody else in. It was sort of like Ryan Revelison moving Revelison. They knew they had Brugman. They were convinced that Brugman was going to be a better fit. And so that was why it was able, you were able to move Revelison and bring Brugman in and everything worked out the way it was supposed to work out, right? When you said Christian, I honestly didn't even think about Pavone this time. I thought, oh, is he going to say Christian Pulisic? <laughs> Uh, no, he's injured. But you know, of course, he's too injured. He's too injury prone. That's uh, that's what I that's what I hear. So that's the kind of if you bring that is the move. That is a move. Oh, planting seeds. Go See, on. There you go. Um, <laughs> I think that's that's mostly it. The last thing I want to close up on is is sort of just some some fun pictures that we got from MLS Media Day. Uh, I I, want to show you this one in particular, and I will explain it for those of you listening on the podcast. Here you have Ricky Pooch. Ricky Pooch at Media Day, certainly in his white kit, and obviously they're not going to show you that teal kit because that teal kit um, hasn't been released yet, although we've all seen pictures of it. We all pretty much know it is. 
what we see Ricky Pooch and then we see him meeting Tim Cook. Now, the LA Galaxy, whenever they tweeted out this photo with Don Garver and Tim Cook, obviously the head of Apple, Tim Cook, right? Ricky Pooch is, is shaking Tim's hand. Uh, the Galaxy put it in black and white. And you might say, well, that's a fun choice to do, right? Because you're like, oh, this is class. It's very Apple, by the way, to go black and white with that picture, right? Remember the Apple ads of old with like the black and white photos and all this like really classy sort of high end stuff. So the, so the photo is there. But there's more reasons to do that than just that. So let's move away from it. Chicharito uh, was, <laughs> on, uh, was on a call with, uh, with Canelo, right? So for uh, uh, Mexican friends there. Uh, and so MLS Media Day, they had uh, Chicharito just FaceTiming Canelo on that um, and being able to talk to him. Well, the interesting thing is the jacket that Chicharito was wearing. If you can look very closely at his collar and you look at it, you could see that it is lined with a teal green on that. I saw that and I said, okay. Uh, people had, had sent it over to me as well uh, on social media. They're like, look at the collar. And I'm like, yeah, I, I saw it too whenever it came out. Teal green, teal green on the inside. What do we expect that second kid to be? Teal green, right? And so you could sort of see it. So I said, is it re a reversible jacket? Well, we went to the black and white picture and you see Ricky Pooch. <laughs> Why did they put it in black and white? Because Tim Cook tweeted out the the color version of it. And what color is Ricky Pooch's jacket? Teal green. Uh, standing right next to him is, of course, uh, Julian Araujo in some of these photos as well. Julian Araujo has the navy blue and gold. And if you look at his collar, it's the same collar on there that has the green. So it looks like you have a reversible jacket, boys and girls, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So there it is. Uh, you have you have I been tipped off. Uh, by the way, uh, I with with without sending people into a frenzy the the reversible jacket is a great idea. Just such a solid great idea because you're gonna have the white where you can wear that navy blue side and then whenever the team wears the teal you could just reverse that jacket you get one jacket you get to do both of the colorways and you you're set i mean that's they're saving you money right now uh and of course See? people are people are going to say don't go out and buy it sophie because you're just supporting the club and i understand that sentiment and all that but i'm saying that that was executed correctly <laughs> and i will tip that hat that jacket shows that they do care about the fans, Josh. You see? But look, it's great value for money. It really is. I mean, it makes some sense. So that, that looks like the Anthem jacket. It looks like it's going to be. Uh, uh, there may even be another Anthem jacket, but this one with the reversible, with the teal, with the with the navy blue on both sides. So that was sort of the fun stuff that we could end this on. Um, that's where we're at. So, oh, what a show. I feel, I, I feel for everyone. I really do, because there's a lot of people in the chat that are talking about not buying it and mm -hmm. some, yeah. you know, I I really, well, I, my only advice is going to be don't miss out on things because of someone's incompetence, but I get it. I really do. I, I support, I, as as I've always said, I support your choice in, 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 yeah. in supporting, not supporting, however, however you support is the right way to support as long as you're not hurting other people. That's, that's it. Yeah. What did, so I told people that I got a paddle ball set from the LA galaxy, but I didn't show it because my son has already bogarted that I am not going to be able to get it. So, so you get to show it a little bit, a really cool little set, by the way. It's very nice. It yeah. is very nice. Um, it was, I guess, you know, it was very nice of them to send it um, to us. I had to save this from the dog, uh, by the way. And, uh, yeah, it's a paddle. It's just, What's that game Pickleball. everyone's obsessed with Pickleball. these days? Pickleball. Yeah. yeah. Um, in, I can't remember what we used to do. We used to play that um, growing up in England. It, it was called something else. But these, this is pretty cool. Yeah. You know. Not bad at all. Yeah. Not bad at all. I, I think don't, I, I don't really get this kind of stuff from, you know, down the 110 much. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm uh, saying this is 
I, I sent a note to uh, to Vicky Mercado over at the LA Galaxy. I said, hey, thanks for the for the pickleball stuff. She goes, are you going to play me in pickleball? I'm like, where? Let's go. Let's do this. I'm like halftime at the Rose Bowl. You and me. Let's let's go. So um, me I don't, and I, you versus Klein and Banny. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, the, okay. Listen, both of those guys are in really good shape. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Like I, pickleball, I, you do. I'm telling you, pickleball. I've seen all sorts of shapes and sizes playing pickleball. <laughs> Uh, we certainly appreciate everybody tuning in today. A little crazy show. Uh, thanks to Kevin Baxter for, for coming on um, and, and and jumping on as soon as he was able to break that story. Certainly appreciate that. Uh, Gary, by the way, gave us a $15 super chat. As always, thank you again for a great show. Much appreciated. Thank you, Gary. We appreciate you. We appreciate all of you in the chat room. We appreciate you tuning in today. We appreciate you, uh, you know, getting the breaking news and discussing it with us and the super chats and everything you did. Uh, regardless of what is happening right now with the LA Galaxy, we are here to provide you with the updates, the news, the entertainment around your LA Galaxy. So we will be here. Um, hopefully that means I'll be able to get out to training tomorrow and that will uh, you know, provide us with some insight into to other things that are going on. But I think Kevin covered a wide swath of things tonight. So I don't know that there's going to be any shocks that are sort of coming out of this. Uh, but really some great stuff. So thank you for, for stopping by. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. And uh, to all the G's out there, you know, uh, just uh, stay calm and, and don't rock, worry about rock on. Don't, yeah, <laughs> rock on. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. So why don't you tell people where they can find you and we'll we'll get on out of here. Yeah. Uh, at Highbury Squad. Uh, check us out if you like a little uh, European football talk. And if you like listening to talk sport, you can catch me on there as well. And I appreciate the invitation, Josh. It's good to be back. And as Fabrizio Romano would say, here we go. Here we go. Fabrizio, Fabrizio. You have to talk with your hands when you use it. Uh, If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Please head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com where our podcasts are. Any other news I can write up as well will be there too. Uh, Excited. Season's about to start. Lots of interesting storylines are certainly ready to play themselves out in our 15th season of coverage here at Corner of the Galaxy. All right. For Miss Sophie DeCannon, Nick Lau, I'm Josh Pato Gessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.